Hello, and welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf. I'm a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach and proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach, now in its ninth year and five-time winner of the Best of Gwinnett Award in Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism Practices. Rachel, Sherry, and I invite you to visit wholefoodhealthcoach.com to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program is changing lives. Work Well is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinion, and my faith designed to bring you compelling content engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support for your wellness journey. Work Well comes to you from my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. Now from living rooms to boardrooms via Business Radio X, you are listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. All right, let's do this. I always start with a funny story, and today I'm calling this one The Old Man and the Expensive Accident. Thank you, Mark. An old man accidentally crashed his car into a very expensive automobile. The owner of the expensive automobile jumps out and confronts the old man and says, Give me 10000 in cash or I'm going to beat you to a pulp. The old man replies, whoa, wait, buddy, I don't have that much money. Let me call my son. He trains dolphins. The old man dials his son, and as he's about to speak, the owner of the expensive car yanks the phone out of his hand and says, so you train dolphins. Well, your old man just hit and damaged my car. You better bring me $10,000 or I'm going to beat the heck out of him. The son answers, okay, give me 15 minutes and I'll be there. In exactly 15 minutes, the sun pulls up in a Jeep, 10 men jump out, and beat the expensive car owner to a pulp. Meanwhile, the son walks over to his father and says, Dad, for the last time, I trained SEALs, Navy SEALs, not dolphins. Okay, so if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that each week I seek to offer you inspiration and information, and I encourage you to challenge yourself, change something, improve something, let go of something, pick up something, start something, restart something, or at least begin a healthy self-dialogue with yourself or with me as your health coach. So in January, we started the year with beginnings and new beginnings fun stuff. February, we talked heart health. In March, my favorite was Marvelous Marriage Marathon with my husband, Jack. April, we talked about spring cleaning and clean our lives and our communities. In May, it was women's health and June, men's health. So today is part four in our series, Men's Health, and it's entitled Man Up. Today, I'm going to be talking about burnout, battling the blaze. I don't know if you've ever seen a burned out building after a fire has gutted a property, but I have. My friend lost her home to that kind of destruction. No one was at home at the time of the fire, and we thank God that no one was hurt in the fire. But the most sobering thought was that the worst damage was where two small children would have been sleeping had they been home. The fire took all they had, and they didn't have much. 
a wood frame two bedroom house, just barely 1,000 square feet that had housed this little family was gone in minutes. So often by the time a fire is out, all that's left is the charred remains of what once was. My friend called me the day after we had been there and was telling me all the details of what they found out and what had happened. And we just cried together and wondered why and prayed. Her comments really got to me, though, as she did all that she could to be positive and see the bright side, because that's the kind of person she is. But she said, it was just a house, followed by, but it was our house. Later, fire investigators found that the old, rotted electrical wires directly under the room where the children would have slept that night is what the problem was. So this was a devastating discovery, and to say the least, and though no one was to blame, this unseen area was the cause of the blaze that had rendered this family homeless. I use it today as a reminder to take care of the unseen areas of our life that could bring destruction. So I love searching for the silver lining in a dark situation. It's my way of dealing with life's trials. I try to learn from them as much as I can for myself, but I also use them in support of others on that same quest. So I use her story as a backdrop for my message to our men and really women also today, because we all... um, have burnout issues. And the goal here is to, um, the memory of the burnout or the charred remains of that house and her comment that just kind of rings in my ears right now is, it was just a house. It serves as the topic, I think, um, request on burnout that I get all the time and what I believe we can learn from it if we attend to some of the unseen or even hidden areas of life. So when we're, at this time, we're not really talking about physical fire or a physical burnt um, house, but the damage that it, that um, burnout can cause and what it can take from us is very real. So we're talking about emotional and mental fire that often goes undetected or neglected or ignored or, like I said, hidden in some way behind glasses that say, I'm fine, or that outside of us that we want everybody to think everything's fine. So let's talk about burnout. What is burnout? When I do this in a seminar, it's usually about a four-hour event, and I'm going to try to give you as much high level um, as I can in this um, 40 minutes or 30 minutes, whatever we get to today. And you can listen to it in segments if you want to. So I really doubt that I need to tell you what it is or what it feels like. I hope to spend most of the time that we have today on the tools um, that you need to battle the blaze. But let's get there in a minute. So burnout is the state of emotional, physical, or mental exhaustion caused by excessive prolonged stress. Overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands, as stress continues, you begin to lose the interest and motivation in what led you to take on a certain role in the first place. So that's kind of a definition that I found that I put together into um, just one paragraph. But burnout happens when the rate of consumption is much more rapid than the rate of replenishment. And in other words, energy is used up faster than the energy source is restored. Or to put it even more simply, there's more fire than there is resources to battle the blaze. 
So for me, it's the feeling of that constant uh, or being constantly overwhelmed and stressed about all we have to do while you know, always worried that we're not enough to get it done. And even though we're working so hard, doing so much, uh, we still feel the burn of still having so much left to do. You know what I'm talking about. And so does everyone who won't take the time to listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, many of us are dealing with these underlying hot spots, as it were, both in our professional lives and in our personal lives. And those smoldering embers often go ignored because we think, oh, it's normal. Everyone deals with this, or it could be worse, or I don't want to, I don't want my boss or my wife or um, husband to think that I can't handle it. And, or we just tell ourselves we can handle it. Um, and even that we'll take care of it later. We're going to get this big project done first or this next sale or tomorrow. Okay, so what are some of the symptoms of burnout? I know you're asking for a friend, right? But I'm glad you asked because I love my smartwatch that tells me when it's time to stand up. And I actually obey that smartwatch a lot of times just because I think it's important um, psychologically and physiologically. I can tell you more about that in another podcast. But when every day feels like it's a bad day, that's one of the symptoms. Or you're exhausted all the time. I'm going to use some big words. Every day, all the time. Everything feels like a total waste of time, or you feel like the majority of your day is spent on tasks that you find either mind-numbingly dull or overwhelmingly complicated with too many moving parts. But another thing is that you feel like nothing that you do makes a difference, like the pile just keeps growing or there's no uh, end in sight, or you wake up every day with a foreboding feeling about the day or you feel completely helpless, overloaded, and unappreciated. I love to teach my work-life balance seminars, and um, I do talk about the workloads and how to shift that load so that there's a little bit more balance in mind and uh, life. And then the other uh, symptom is that you feel like no one understands, but believe me, we do. I do. We all do. We all have experienced a lot of this. And um, it, you just live every day maybe going through the motions. And again, some days are just like that. But I had used words like every and all and everything and majority and nothing and completely for a reason. I used all of those for a reason. So burnout is a constant um, thing. It's intense. It's kind of like a marathon that never ends. So while on that long run, you're being chased by a lion. Let's think about this. So you're on the marathon, um, being chased by a lion and a lion running at top speed, but feeling its teeth on your skin, smelling the breath of that lion on your neck and while holding a candle that's burning at both ends and feverishly trying not to run out of candle to hold on to while avoiding being a lion's dinner. I think you get the point. But most people deal with it by not dealing with it at all. And uh, the old, if I ignore it, it'll go away approach, which just results in uh, what we call depersonalization or separating yourself emotionally from yourself and your needs as well as from others and their needs. And the second is decreased sense of accomplishment where you are working harder and harder, but less and less sure that it's making a difference, um, expecting failure almost at every turn. And then the last is um, exhaustion 
exhaustion. So that's what's caused um, when we decide we're not going to deal with something. Exhaustion, drained most of the time, physical aches and pains, frequent headaches, um, tired during the day, but still sleepless nights. I, maybe I've described you, or maybe I'm making you a little more overwhelmed at the moment so you're listening to me, but we're going to get to the tools, trust me. But statistics actually show that for men, the symptoms do result in depersonalization, where they separate themselves emotionally, and the decreased sense of work um, and uh, just getting things done and then seeing failure at every turn. And a lot of times it just feels unmeetable. I don't know if that's a word, but uh, you're trying to make ends meet, but it just feels unmeetable or unceasing demands on it. And for women, it's really more exhaustion. It, for women, it shows up a little bit more physically and feeling drained and physical aches and pains and that sleepiness. Whereas men, it's definitely more mental just because they want to handle everything themselves. So they keep it to themselves. But both of these men and women also feel ruled or controlled by the to-dos, the never endings or the never enoughs, I call them. So ready to quit, give up, throw in the towel or feeling like a pressure cooker, ready to blow. So don't blow, don't blow on me yet here. So the next is what difference is there between stress and burnout? Because those words are kind of used interchangeably, but they really are quite different. So burnout, is a bit different from normal stress response. And I teach stress management seminar, seminars and we talk about the two types of stress. One is acute stress, which has a beginning, a middle, and an end, whereas chronic stress is more similar to burnout, often a precursor to total burnout. But it's um, where the, all the damage to the house is the, still the same, whether it's stress or burnout, all happens under one roof, physical, emotional, mental um, health is all at risk. So often, you know, there's coverage for that, but you also want to not have to rebuild. But there's also a couple of different things I like to point out about stress and stressors and the stress response cycle. So stressors are circumstances. They're sometimes connected to people, sometimes to finances or illnesses or real lions chasing you. <laughs> Those are stressors. And then the stress that is um, more the consistent or chronic stress that we're talking about is physiological. Um, there's a psychological and a physiological response. There's a feeling that happens on the inside and that creates that fight, flight, freeze response that we talk about. And all the energy in your body reacts in response to a perceived threat, whether it's real or imagined. And in most cases, um, we're not being um, really changed by a lion, but those feelings that come inside that just rage that sometimes are not necessarily real threats, but they're imagined threats, the what ifs and the bad things that could happen. So I mentioned stress response cycle. What is that? I'm going to tell you. I'm glad you asked. So also known as the fight or flight response, but the stress response cycle is an important piece. And I teach it a lot because it's something that most people aren't aware of. So let's use the example of being chased by the lion. So everything within you is focused on one thing. 
if you're focused, uh, if, if you're being chased by a lion, you're focused on one thing. I'm sure you have guessed what it is, getting away from the lion, <laughs> getting to safety. And all of your faculties, your muscles, your body systems, including cognition, digestion, breathing, hormones, adrenaline, they're all engaged. In other words, every body system is being activated because you need to escape. You need to run as fast as you can. Most of you and me could run much faster. I used to say, I don't run. If you see me running, something bad's happening. You better take off. So um, all of a, our problem-solving skills come into play when we are being stressed and when we are being chased. That's that fight-or-flight response. And all of your senses are basically engaged 100% and will not let go. It's your life at stake. So let's say now that you manage to get away from the lion and or the lion gives up and you get back to the cabin. Whew. You breathe a sigh of relief. You're jumping up and down. You're shouting and celebrating. If there's people there, they're hugging you. You're telling the story. The threat is over. You are safe and sound. After which the sun seems to shine brighter and you rejoice, um, falling in love with your life again. That's the cycle being completed. So the cycle of the completed stress response is when there's a celebration, there's a moment, there's that, you're back to safety. Where acute stress engages your body's threat response cycle, like I'm talking about, it has a beginning, you're aware that there's a threat, there's a middle, you're doing something about it, you're taking action, you're running. And then it has an end, that Breathe of sigh of relief. That body relieves the signal that it has escaped the threat. And now your body is in a safe place to be again. Well, burnout, on the other hand, is a state of being. It's like always in that middle place. There's not necessarily sometimes even a real threat. And there's never that feeling of relief or that end of that threat response and the threat response cycle. So being overwhelmed by all that you're doing, but still worrying that you're not doing enough, and you show up day after day, but you spend your day wishing you were somewhere else or someone else. So burnout is a form of depression, though it's not a clinical, uh, it's not clinical in nature. So depression can be debilitating, where you have trouble even getting out of bed or just getting the basics done. But burnout is not a diagnosis or a mental illness. It's really more of a condition related to overwhelming, unmanaged stress. And it's more connected to work and workloads, mostly self-imposed. Stress ors or stress ors uh, come and go. That's that burnout that um, is different, that burnout comes and stays, whereas stress ors come and go. So never letting us complete that full stress cycle response. And stress is there day in and day out. And since most of us aren't really being chased by lions and we don't understand the power of the stress relief cycle, the power and the power of how our bodies endorphins can work uh, in that case scenario, then you end up battling the blaze and it can lead to burnout. But stay tuned because you've come to the right place. I am a health and wellness coach and I'm going to talk to you about the causes of burnout and some of the conditions that increase them and also how you're going to respond to them. So that burnout often stems from your job. I mentioned that. But anyone who feels overwhelmed or undervalued valued is at risk for burnout. 
from the hardworking office or warehouse worker to who maybe hasn't had a vacation in years to the frazzled stay-at-home mom or dad, tending to the kids all the time and the schedules and the housework and often caring for aging parents as well these days. Those are some of my clients anyway. But burnout is not caused solely by work or by your job or even too many responsibilities. Sometimes there are other factors that contribute to burnout, including your lifestyle and your personality traits. So in fact, what you do in your downtime has a lot to do with it. And how you look at the world can just play just as big a role actually in causing overwhelming feelings. So the lifestyle causes of burnout might be too much work or too hard work or uh, too long exposure of work, Um, not enough time socializing, relaxing, or just having fun, enjoying life, or lack of close supportive friendships, men, taking on too many responsibilities or not getting enough sleep or at least quality of sleep, and then substance abuse, especially alcohol abuse and a poor diet. You knew I was going to say that probably. And then personality traits also contribute to burnout. One, if you are a perfectionist, because perfectionistic tendencies where nothing is ever good enough definitely plays into this overwhelmed feeling. And pessimistic view of yourself or the world, like this is all bad, everything's bad around me, instead of the optimistic side of that or the positive psychology side that I um, work with in my world of wellness. And then another is need to be in control. Control, um, the reluctance maybe to delegate to others or allow others in to your life and help you to carry some of that that you think is only that um, you can handle and is in your control. And then, of course, those high-achieving type A personalities known for being uber-organized, competitive, ambitious, aggressive, impatient, and neurotic. By the way, don't blame me. Blame Healthline.com for that definition, um, which is... They, they also actually added that cardiologists say that type A personalities are the most likely to develop chronic heart disease. So those are some good reasons to take note of that personality profile and be sure that you are doing some of the things I'm going to tell you about. Say another thing is the work-related causes of burnout. I know that work can be overwhelming and feeling like you have little control over the work or the workload or the lack of recognition or appreciation or reward for your work. Um, unclear or overly demanding job expectations. Obviously, we put a lot of those expectations on ourselves. at least I do. And then working uh, or doing work that's monotonous and unchallenging, like I mentioned before. And then working in a chaotic or high-pressure environment where maybe there's not any organization or you feel you could be um, a little more organized and it's hard to do that if you're not in business for yourself. Even I'm in business for myself and it's hard for me to do that. Okay, so how can we overcome burnout to uh, feel healthy and positive again? And again, I know you're asking for a friend, but I'm going to answer for you and your friend. Burnout is not always connected to what we do. It's really more likely connected to what we do not do. So let's change direction here for a moment, and we're going to learn how you can help yourself when you're feeling overwhelmed um, or overcome by that burnout and that feeling. Um, Let's get that feeling of healthy, happy, positive again. So when you realize the warning signs of impending burnout and you feel like you're already maybe past that flashpoint, but either way, you can push through the exhaustion and continue 
as you have been, hopefully, you know, with your hopes and your wills and maybes. Um, but I would like you to lean in a little bit further on your emotional and physical um, control, things that you do have. So we're going to look at preventing or overcoming burnout to regain that energy and the focus and that sense of well-being. And they're the selfs. So I'm going to lean into self-awareness, self-compassion, self-care, and then we'll end on other care. But for now, let's talk about what you can do. And all of these are really in your control. So I'm going to help you battle the blaze. And that, um, because that blaze can lead to a charred and gutted life. So let's take them one at a time. Self-awareness. First, know yourself. Nobody knows you like you do. So pay attention to yourself. What's normal for you? What is not? Acknowledge your challenges and appreciate your strengths. A lot of times we acknowledge our challenges, but we don't spend enough time appreciating our strengths. So you know, read and heed the warnings, right? Like many of us read the label warnings on a ladder, don't stand on the top of the ladder, be sure the ladder's completely open and locked before climbing on the ladder, don't use the ladder near power lines, or my favorite, do not place the ladder on top of other objects. I should show you a picture of my husband's architectural masterpieces, sometimes doing just that back in the old days when he was a much younger man. And, um, but he's going to get the job done. And you men are like that. So my point is we don't often pay much attention to most of those warning signs because we think we've got this. We're going to be able to handle it. Not us. It won't happen to us. So especially in the area of emotional or mental health, and it can result in a huge loss. So knowing your own potential for burnout is another one in this self-awareness. So on a scale of one to 10, you have to learn to ask yourself because you're somewhere on that scale between one and 10. One of being well aware of what's going on in your body all the time, noticing the warning signs right away, knows what to do when you see the first flame. And then a 10 would be doesn't know they're on fire until someone calls 911. That'd be a good place for a laugh track. But um, we need the balance that we need uh, in our life. We need that balance for sure. And we need to work hard. We love it. Our healthy hormones like dopamine love it. And we love the rewards that we get for it. The path on the back or the bonuses or the paychecks or just the feeling of a job well done. But cortisol, the body's stress hormone, takes over when we are being chased by a lion. And you'll be happy about that cortisol if you are ever chased by a lion. Um, and But we feel, if we feel chased all day long, day in and day out, then we're not finding a good work-life balance. But remember, it's your life, your balance, your choice. So that's self-awareness. The next is self-compassion. Learn to let it go. Let it go. Give yourself a break. You're not the answer to every question or the solution to every problem. And trust me when I say you are never, ever going to complete the list or finish your to-do list. So you are more than what you do. Give yourself grace and just be. Take a break when you need to. And then learn to stay in the moment. 
Sometimes we stress about what did happen or what might happen instead of what we're doing right now. Remember, my I always say what's now and what's next. Just now and next, that very next step. Don't look so far ahead and fear that what's ahead of you. So step outside, maybe look up at the sky, down at the grass, uh, feel the sun on your skin, the breeze blowing through your hair, and remember what's most important in life. So you may not want to turn away from your overwhelming thoughts um, and feelings that scare you or build a negative picture of life. You um, like being not enough or turn towards those feelings. Um, you know, in that way, I want you to turn away from those things and turn towards feelings of grace and kindness and compassion towards yourself. A lot of times we give other people around us more compassion and more grace than what we give ourselves. So acknowledge the feeling and ask that, ask that feeling, why are you there? Do I need to run from you? <laughs> do I need to run from a lion right now? Likely no. Um, then what do I need to do? Or what do you need from me? What has to change? Is there anything I can change? Maybe there is. The key is being open to what you hear when you ask those questions. But remember the facts. You can only control you. And that's a part of that um, that self-awareness and self-compassion is controlling you. Let's move into self-care. So learn the tools and techniques that provide what you need when you need it, like my 3D question that I'll tell you in a, about in a minute. But managing the the stress cycle is really important and you won't end up in a pile of ashes behind your desk after a spontaneous combustion. So it is manageable if you learn that self-care. So I'm going to teach you a few of them. First one is AAA. And the AAA is something I've just basically talked about. Aware, acknowledge, and act. Become aware of your own feelings as they come up. Acknowledge that feeling. Name it to tame it, we say. Call it out. Um, and then the other A is act. Take action to move through it, to get to the other side. There is another side. A lot of times we feel like we're stuck in that middle, but there's another side. Getting to that other side is the key. So aware is what is this feeling? Where is it coming from? And then acknowledge is gentle. You know, be gentle with yourself, gentle um, compassion without judgment. You're not an idiot, first of all. Positive self-talk is one of those things I teach. And then learning to talk back to yourself, too. If your mind says, you're an idiot, that was stupid, you're stupid. Give yourself a good talking to. Put yourself in time out if you need to, because that's not who you are. You may have been done a stupid thing, but that doesn't make you stupid. And then act. What can I do? What can I control? Movement, maybe, fitness, or take a nap, phone a friend, you know, step outside, like I mentioned, or take a mini mental vacation. I love to teach mental workouts. And um, I just did one for a big corporation a week and a half ago. And put yourself in timeout or step away from those things, in other words. And then the 3D that I talked about earlier mentioned briefly. The 3D is Stephanie's 3D. It's the three-dimension question. What do I need right now? So you break it down into three different ways to look at it. What do I need right now? So you have to have some what's. You have to have some things ready. Do I need a glass of water? Do I need a nap? Do I need a walk? Um, do I need a friend to talk to? And then what do I need right now? And the I part is a lot of people need a lot of things from us on a regular basis. But what do I need? 
need right now? And then the last part of that 3D question is what do I need right now? Not what do I need tomorrow or when I get done with this or, you know, after this sale or after this call. What do I need right now? Because if I'm feeling this stress um, well up in me, then right now is the time to take care of it and to address it. And then finally, other care. So others um, have to come into the picture sometime. Learn to lean on somebody. Lean on your loved ones like you would want them to lean on you if they needed you. And learn when to call for help. And if um, needed, call in the professionals. There are professionals. I've had them on this month. Uh, Thrive Forward Therapy is one of them. And of course, Whole Food Health Coach. We have a wide variety of wellness um, ability to help you with these things to move forward positively. And reach out to those closest to you. Opening up won't make you burden others. A lot of times I've heard that. Well, I don't want to put my burden on others. Well, would you want them to say that to you? They didn't reach out to you because they didn't want to burden you. In fact, most friends and loved ones want uh, you to reach out to them, want you to be tr- trust them enough to confide in them. And it will only strengthen that relationship or your friendship. Try not to think about what's burning all the time and what's burning you out. Make time to spend with your loved ones and those positive emotions and enjoyable life will return. Social contact, like talking face-to-face anymore instead of texting, you know, just making a phone. If I want to talk to somebody, I usually will do a FaceTime call if I'm not somewhere where I can actually see someone or physically be with someone. But knowing that that person that you're face-to-face with can be that good listener. It's one of the fastest ways to calm your nervous system and relieve stress is to reach out and talk to someone. The person doesn't have to be able to fix anything. They just have to be a good listener. Like even with my family, I am a wellness coach. I am board certified. I have all this training under me. But most of the time, my kids just need their mom or the grandkids just need Nana. So I don't slip on that uh, coaching coat or that um, coach's hat unless it's required. But sometimes our family members just need to be good listeners. We don't need to try to fix a problem. We just need to be there for somebody. If you don't feel like you have someone in your life like that, it's never too late to make new friends or add to your social network or just reach out um, for to a professional. So I've had more than one client actually share that they grew up in a family where it was uncomfortable to share your feelings or those uncomfortable feelings were not welcomed. They were maybe in a sense taught that feelings are poison or at least unimportant. So um, they just didn't go there. And they decided that it was be- more beneficial not to feel the feelings. So don't address them and, and or give them the time of day. Just keep doing nothing, hoping it'll go away. But it doesn't. And we're all like that. It doesn't mean you're weak. And uh, to recognize it and allow it uh, to move all the way through, you may need to get some tools in your tool belt or help some or, you know, reach out to someone who can help you with some of those tools. Because also on the other side of that not feeling the feelings is the equation, a part of the equation that everything is not rainbows and unicorns. So we can't be positive about everything. We need to learn to feel our feelings, allow it to be and be okay with the things that aren't okay until they're okay again. They will be okay again, again. 
So be embraced and surrounded by the loving arms um, waiting for you at home, your family, where everyone cares as much about your well-being as you care about theirs. So those people who see your efforts and your dedication, your level of commitment, your, they celebrate you for who you are. It's not about what you do. But sadly, they also end up feeling the heat. I put that in quotes, um, in air quotes here. But they will rescue you from the burning building of self-burnout, if that's what need be. So if you won't do it for yourself, do it for those you love. This is one way we can ensure and protect our valuables. You know, few things are as important to us as the health and safety of our loved ones. And the same would be true that they're saying about you. So your hard work um, to provide for them or protect them at all costs, the members of your family and the needs that they have, their physical needs are a top priority. I get it. And protecting all that we hold dear is very important to the men in our lives and to all of us. But our jobs are what it takes to meet the needs of those we love, but it's really not all that. But what about your needs as well? I know my mom was a factory worker and she worked very hard all day long. And I got home about the same time as she did after school and I would find her laying on the couch and she would just have her little afghan pulled over her and she'd say, I'm just going to shut my eyes for a bit. What a smart woman. She knew what she needed. And after work, that's where I would find her. Mom used a pressure cooker a lot of the time, and I mentioned that earlier. What a great invention. Um, and a bit dangerous if too much pressure builds up. You know, she's going to blow. But uh, Mom's tips were like this, and it makes sense in um, our conclusion today. Pay attention to it, she said. You don't have to be afraid of it, um, the pressure cooker, that pressure that's there for a reason, but you can't ignore it. You've got to pay attention to it. And then she said, know when to turn down the heat or that workload. Know when you need to address the heat. And then the third thing she says is use the release valve to reduce the pressure a little at a time. Wow, that's some really good stuff there. I miss my mom. But maybe you've been told or maybe you just feel like you aren't strong enough or you're not smart enough to get through this on your own. And you're probably not. None of us are. And we were never meant to be. So we're stronger and smarter and healthier when we work together. So sometimes it takes a caring individual to look you in the eyes and ask you a simple and meaningful question. How are you doing? So I'm going to give you just 10 seconds. How are you doing? Burnout is an undeniable sign that something important in your life is not working. Take time to think about your hopes, your goals, and your dreams. What truly matters, though? Are you neglecting something that is more important? This can be an opportunity to rediscover what really makes you happy. Slow down and give yourself time to rest, reflect, and heal. So my closing thoughts for today are, no one gets healthy alone. I've told you that before. So if you do not have someone somewhere in your life where you can be honest, forthright, and share the answer to the questions that I've asked without pretense, then you really could benefit from regular sessions with a health coach. 
We care, we listen, we help, we carry, we support. It's safe, confidential, non-judgmental, available, and well worth your time and resources. So on behalf of Whole Food Health Coach team of professionals, we are honored to be your trusted health experts, and we look forward to serving you and your families. You've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. For information about our corporate wellness programs, virtual classes, or workshops, or our individual coaching program, go to wholefoodhealthcoach.com. Our coaching is available virtually anywhere in the country. I'm Stephanie Wolf, wishing you well personally and professionally. See you next week live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life. <laughs>